Good afternoon, three men in the baby mind nation, TMBM. This is your main man, Jake the Snake, Jacob Sterling tonight. I'm keeping it simple, boys. Um, you know why? Because I am back, baby. I am drinking and I am feeling good. All right. But other than that, welcome to another installment of Three Men in the Baby Mind. Tonight is season two, episode five. We are moving along and we just passed a hundred. 100 follower threshold again, man. So we were there, then we we went on vacation for December, and we are back to 113. He needs 113,000. <laughs> I wish. Be honest. Come on. <laughs> we are celebrating <laughs> the small things, but thank you for being here, everybody, for listening. We're glad you're here. If it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or if it's a midnight snack and you're in the middle of a Taco Bell drive through hammering or shit, we're just glad that you're here listening to us. We're going to give you a good ride tonight. I, I got a feeling that we're going to color you impressed with a bunch of crayons. So as, uh, as always, I'm going to introduce my main my main man here. And uh, let's go with the guy who's just stuffed up and sounds like a, a, a just like he's dying over here. Stuffed up, stuffed up a Gus Bogsy. It was <laughs> that one is a tongue twister. Right. Remember this doing, man? <laughs> snuffle off, I guess, from Sesame Street. Like. Hey guys, you know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. what I sound like, dude. I feel like so. Hey, what up, everybody? It's Bogsy. Uh, I'm dealing with some hellacious mountain cedar allergies. They can kiss my ass. Everybody in South Texas knows we're the allergy capital of the world. So when you move here, just know you're gonna fucking hate it for a couple months. I'm just saying. So it's, yeah. it's very possible. All right, and LJ, the triaxle trucker, the Pro Bowl candidate. I don't know. This right. guy hasn't this guy hasn't ran a field in a long time. But what, no. what you got over here, brother? <laughs> I, I could dump them touchdowns. I know that. Wow. But uh, yeah, good evening, good afternoon, and uh, good night whenever you're catching us. We're glad to have you. Hello, 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 hello. That's right. All right. Aloha. That's so insane. it is. It is February fourth, guys. So for all our listeners, as you may or may not know, me and Bogsy, um, we had dry January. So it's over now. Thank goodness. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm just Thank kidding. God. So we finished it. We were successful at it, brother. Um, you know, it really wasn't that hard, right? Cheers. But we are done. Yeah. So um, we 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 accomplished something. That's what's most important. But let's just what are we sipping on tonight, boys. So, El, Bogsy, I'm gonna start with you because we haven't drank in almost a month together on Zoom. So what you sipping on tonight, brother? Yeah, it's been a while. You know what? It was great. Glad to have it over with. Good. I'm glad you did it, Steve-O. I, I know a lot of buddies did it, uh, so kudos to everybody. I'm going back and forth with two different beers. I'm so stuffed up, can't even taste them, but it's Hofbrau Original. I got it from Free. Free normally pops on here, so Free's on here. He'll remember bringing this to me. When he took a, a World War II veteran over across seas, he brought some of these back and said these are some of those. So appreciate you, brother. All right. And how's that? How's that beer tasting so far? Oh, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, I, I just like the way it tastes. You know, like Frank the Tank, baby. <laughs> Going down the oil. Let's go. Frank the Tank. I love it. Tests the lips. It's so good. Um, All right. But, yeah, it's good. All right. And LJ, what you sipping on, on brother, today? What you doing? I, I got nothing. Oh man. Uh, oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm the non I'm not I'm the non tonight. So yeah. I'm still trying to I'm still trying to cut some pounds before uh before vacation next Sunday. So that's right. We are going on vacation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very soon. Well, as always, you know, it's glad to have my boys out here, but we got a special guest tonight and Bogsy is the main topic. So before I go any further with my with my opening I want Bugs to introduce our guest tonight. I heard that he might like to color. I don't know. What you got? Oh, here Who is go. this guy? Bring him in for us. Leave Show it us to what the, you got. Leave it to the army guy to just tee that one up. All right. So here's what you guys should be afraid of. And and Steve, you should be really afraid of. He's he he's a real armed forces. He's uh, oh okay okay <laughs> coming with a guy that's never served but okay I know I know I know I, know, I, know, I have no room to talk trust me but I've been in this group I've been in, I I love the mix because all of our friends always suck shit but I always find it's usually the Marines that are usually the ones that I think come out on top from what I hear so that's just my usually, opinion usually my Marine opinion there. Uh, but this is a very very good friend of mine very good buddy of mine in fact he's a business partner. 
uh, one of our top preferred lenders, Annie, him and I own properties together as well. And uh, I just had to bring him on here because him and I have always done amazing jobs with clients. He's he's our lender. He takes care of uh, all of our clients, especially our, all of our military clients, but self-employed, the ones that really need somebody to just get in the trenches, get dirty with it, get it across the finish line. That's this boy, John. And uh, he's got a beautiful wife who also shares the same name as my wife. So it gets really confusing there. Uh, we never, Normas? Yeah, oh, we never confuse the Normas, thank God. But yeah, we, <laughs> but they're both beautiful women, both named Norma. He's got both beautiful, stacked. I well, I'm going to let him say. <laughs> wow, wait, hey, I don't want to go talk about that. our guest already. Yeah, damn, yeah. So anyway, but he's also a great. He's he's served our country very proudly, and uh, he's he's one of my brothers. And I I, I want to introduce John Hurd. So John Hurd, welcome hey, to the program. All right, that's what we need to sound more. Man, 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 man. Wait, 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 man. Hey guys, <laughs> glad to be here. Uh, yeah, glad to have you, bro. Glad to have you. Excited. Yeah. Okay, so the cat's out of the bag. He already asked. I mean, how, how does the how do the, the normal stack up? I, I got to know now. I mean, LJ asked it, but <laughs> I mean, now John, I know you heard the question, so let's just go ahead and get that out of there. All right. <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt if anybody that knows both Normas think Norma Boggs has Norma Heard beat. <laughs> yeah, I, I would probably agree with yeah. you there, and I never met your wife. <laughs> uh, I've met Boggs' wife though. <laughs> Poor Norma. Hey, she did. <laughs> Doctor Doctor gave her some good, she good. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I'm glad we got that away. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, guy. Well, You're I welcome. mean, I, I, I just, yeah, yeah. The listeners were wanting LJ's answer, and they wanted that answer that oh. question. So I was like, let me be that. Most important guy. question was answered right at the beginning. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right at the beginning. And see, I'm always worried about that because John's Norma is so reserved, so like quiet. Like I just, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells when I talk about that stuff around her. So I'm glad he he feel that not me. So, uh, but anyway, so John, tell us about your what's the name of your company, dude? Come on. Well, I work for a company called Loan People. I've got a team there. Uh, I kind of manage the branch here in San Antonio. Um, uh, team Heard, um, and we specialize in residential mortgages. Preferably, you know, we do mostly veterans, uh, VA loans, stuff like that. I, I bet over sixty percent of my business is, is veterans or active duty personnel. So, uh, we've just been doing mortgages. Shit, I've been doing it for almost twenty years now. So, damn, nice, you old bastard. I don't know how, if I know so, how to do anything else. That's right. <laughs> so before we get too more into the main topic, so let me start off. So first off, what are you drinking on tonight, John? What are you sipping on tonight? Are you drinking? That's kind of our thing here. You don't have to be, obviously, but. Oh, he right. is. So what is it, brother? Just give us a name. Uh, I can't. Yeah. This for the listeners, because mainly we are a podcast more than we are a video. But yeah, so what are you sipping on? I'm sipping on 512 IPA out of Austin. Okay. Um. So, all right. So you like it? Is it hoppy? I'm not really big on a hoppy type beer. It's pretty hoppy. I think it's got about 60 IBUs and it's about 7%. Ooh, hot wow. dog. Okay. Man. Okay. So, all right. A couple of those will take care. There we go. Eight, 7%. I'm a big IPA fan. That's yes. all right. Someone has is. to be because <laughs> it sure ain't me. <laughs> he is. Yeah. yeah. And he's got a hell of a beer garden in his house, by the way. I'm just saying. So, meaning what? Bro, he's got taps. He's got taps. He's got the pool, the hot tub. We we enjoy it over there. He's got it set up, man. He's got it set up. So, that, you, that so what I hear is when you grow up, you want to be like John. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We know Boggs can't grow up, though. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. also true. His little picker has a hard time getting there. <laughs> All right. So before we move on to the uh, the main topic, let me get my fun fact out of the way. So as you know, every episode, ladies and gentlemen, we like to do a fun fact. So I like to um, uh, I, I knew that we had someone with lending and then, of course, Boggs is real estate, you know, um, giant out there. So in San Antonio. So I thought, why not get some uh, fun facts about real estate? So I got two for here. So the first one I like to go over is, um, did you know that there is a secret apartment at the top of the Eiffel Tower that you can rent? What? A secret apartment or apartment, apartment? at the top of apartment. It's a living quarter oh, okay. at the top of the Eiffel oh, Tower. God. Did you know that? I did not know that. He's yep. got a restroom and shit up there. It's got everything. So um, did you, so um, 
So there is one, uh, Gustava Eiffel, the chief engineer, originally built this small apartment to be used as a private office. However, the apartment, which is now open to the public, consists of a bedroom, a bathroom, and a small sitting room. And from the windows of the apartment, uh, visitors can enjoy breathtaking views of Paris and the surrounding countryside. How, how does one so Real estate, but apparently you can rent it. It is on Airbnb. It's very expensive, though, from my understanding. So, ah, uh, be. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, how does that relate to lending? But you well, said no, it's just real estate, you know, or housings, and uh, uh, that's what it is. All we right. don't talk about renters around here. So, so. <laughs> other thing we're talking about here, though, is real estate in the sense that. So, this is something I didn't know until I watched the movie, but I thought it'd be kind of cool to bring back up. So, um, everybody knows the food hamburger giant uh, McDonald's, correct? So, so believe it or yes. not, though, so one thing that McDonald's does differently than everybody else is that really they're not in the business of burgers. They're in the business of real estate. Did y'all know that? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, what? From the movie, yep. So in the movie, so it. I thought I'd bring that up, right? So um, McDonald's is built on real estate and not burgers. So a lot of people think that the fast food chain, they just serve burgers and fries. But what they, a lot of people don't know is that what McDonald's does and how they make their money is that they actually own and lease all of the land that every single McDonald's on to the franchisees. And that's the bulk of their money is where that is that where that comes from is from the leasing, which I thought would just blew me away. And today McDonald's still heavily focused on real estate with over 38,000 locations in more than a hundred countries, 38,000 wow. guys. So, I mean, I don't know how much real estate costs these days, but like, I mean, if you're putting $10,000 a month, on each one of these properties alone, I mean, you're talking millions of dollars monthly and just real estate fees that these guys are collecting. So, okay. That's your fun fact. I mean, isn't that wild? Who would have thought until I'd watched that movie a couple of years ago? What's the name of the movie? I can't think of it. Founder. It's called The Founder. The yep. Founder. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I typed in real estate facts and then so the the Paris, the, the Eiffel Tower came up and then the McDonald's came up. And I thought, oh, that's a good, good two to bring up. So nice. But yeah, what would thought? So, all right, Boxer, that's all I got for the main topic. John, glad to have you. And I want to pass it over to Boxer. What you got, brother? So, yeah, since they started out with something aggressive, let me ask John some aggressive. So, the the men's department of the Armed Services, Marine Corps, right? So, you're, you you join. <laughs> so, so what what the, made you join as a Marine? Oh, well, the men's department, David, but. Yeah, I, you know, I had an army here, so I had this sort of set up for it. So I got, I got to understand what are the jokes that the Marines will say about the army? Well, I mean, their 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 name is an acronym, you know, A R M Y. Oh, like, ready for Marines yet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Damn, I, I heard that one. That's a good one. I can't All tell right. you how many army guys that I soldiers that I met, you know, and like I was going to go into Marines, but. Well, I was going to do the Marines, but, you know, whatever the excuse was. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to hear that excuse from me. Fuck all that shit, dude. I know. I know how y'all are. I am. I'm, you know. Hey, our boy, uh, uh, John, <laughs> Steve-O tried, though. Marines shut him down. No, 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 no. The Air Force shut him Oh, the Air Force shut you down. Yeah, okay. Right. I didn't want to kill myself or, yeah. <laughs> or hate myself. So I was like, you know what? Um, I will join the Army and do something. Hate yourself. Wow. My life, so. Damn. I mean, look at John. He looks miserable right now, dude. He doesn't look happy. Look at this guy. I mean, he's, he is still making up time from his Marine days. Like, he's still, like, coop, coop, coping with that stuff. Uh, I'm just sitting here munching on my crowns because they, they taste great. That's right, man. I heard them red right. purples are y'all's favorites, man. Here's a question for y'all because you're both here. So I know the Marines are oorah, and then the, the, the Army is hoorah. So it's very it's, similar. No, it's it's h-o-o-a-a it's like it's like trying to say oorah but with a dick in your mouth oh man i can't oh this guy's on fire i wasn't ready for this man you didn't give me enough time i didn't know no i told you chat gpt some marine jokes real quick yeah uh you know what i cannot argue with that though i mean when you think about it i mean <laughs> that was pretty accurate. I was right for that one. That was good. That was not uh, right for that. One. Yeah. Dude, this is good stuff. All right, so I, <sighs> I mean, I could keep this going, guys. I, I'm, yeah. I'm entertained. Yeah. I don't. I, yeah. Uh, just, just I love being around all the people that are in the armed forces. But here's why I, I trust John with my life, with with our with our business, with our clients. 
Because when it comes down to it, we just had this, okay? Me and John, John's not a braggadocious guy, neither am I. So we don't go on Facebook and share. But we had a client, I had a client that was like, hey, they're determined to use another company because the name implied that they were directly backed by the VA, right? And I'm not going to share the name. And I kept saying like, ooh, guys, I recommend not. Well, they ended up going that route. And sure enough, a week before closing, as I warned them, they literally come out and say, sorry, can't get your loan done. Don't know what to tell you. Good luck. And I called John up and right away, he's like, just like any Marine, this well, you give them admission, you tell them the parameters, here's what's going on, here, 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 here's the details of the mission. And he goes, I'm on it, I'll be back. And then sure enough, less than like four hours later, he calls me back, I got a solution. We can do this. They need to do this and this and this. Boom. And we closed that deal in record time. John, what time? How, how, what was that? Two weeks? I think it was like I had a clear to close in, in a week, but I think we closed it a week and a half because it rolled for the next, uh, over the weekend. So, yeah. So about a week and a half. Hey, you guys hey. asked your lenders how long it, can they close in a week and a half? Right. It, it doesn't happen often. In fact, he actually had it faster. They were actually clear to close before that, but we still had appraisal issues that the other lender didn't even fix. So that can't be held to John John's fault. But again, that's why I wanted to bring him on here because lending is a big deal in real estate. In fact, it's I tell my clients without a loan, obviously you're not. I I'm not. I'm useless because people don't have four hundred thousand dollars or three hundred thousand dollars just sitting around in their pocket. So you have to get a loan. So it's these guys that really need to do the work up front. Be willing to not promise you something that they're not going to deliver, right? And that's what John probably and John. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you talk. I want you to talk. You and I talk about this a lot. There's lenders out there that are online lenders, lending tree. You know, I'll just name a couple of them, right? They will they will do the bait and switch. They'll hang out there. Ooh, you gotta get five rates or or you know five percent or four percent when everybody's like, oh wait, you're getting seven, and they'll tease you with this. To get you in the door, they just take your application. They accept your word for everything else that you said. And they tell the realtor, oh, they're good to go. And then sure enough, they finally get in a contract. And then their money is on the line. Their their house is on the line. And then they start doing the work. And like, oh, well, no, we can't get you that rate. It'll be seven. Sorry. Well, it's because they know they got you at that point. And John doesn't do that, right? He's telling you what you need to hear up front, not what you want to hear. So it hurts up front, but it's better to be honest up front and get it over with, right? Absolutely. So, John, so tell me some. Yeah, go ahead. Well, first of all, let me ask you this. So, I mean, what is a lender? I guess I don't know. It sounds like I mean, is it something to do oh, with the bank? Are they the ones that are actually giving you the money? I mean, so, John, what is a lender? I mean, how do you come into the equation of real estate? Well, I mean, I'm in mortgage banking, and I work for an independent mortgage bank, um, and so we we lend the money out with our with our money, but then we'll sell that loan on the secondary market. Um, if you've ever had a, a loan, like a student loan or anything else, sometimes the servicing gets transferred. Well, that's kind of what we do in mortgages. We we lend the money out so someone can buy a house, um, and then we'll sell that loan in the secondary market to the the investor who will service the loan, who will actually be sending you the monthly statements every month. Um, and as a loan officer, I'm there to essentially, you know take a client through the process of what what to expect and and pre-qualify them review their income review their assets credit etc and saying yes or no do you meet the program guidelines in which you're applying for whether it be va conventional fha whatever the case may be so you know just having a, a firm understanding of knowing the guidelines of each programs uh is 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 part of being a loan officer right now, what, so when you say that you, so you, you start the loan, your company buys, buys the contract essentially or whatever, however you want to phrase, phrase it, right? But then y'all, y'all transfer it out. Then y'all sell it to a second, so to a second person. So like, I guess explain that part a little bit more to me. Cause I, I'm pretty sure I, I had the same thing happen with me when I bought my house. When you did. Like, like, uh, I guess I'm confused. Cause like, I feel like when I did that, I didn't, my loan stayed the same with the same per- well, I don't know. I, I, uh-uh. It did it. Yeah, I think about so, it. I don't know if it did. So, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I guess so like, yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess explain a little bit more to us, please. Yeah. 
so so think of mortgages similar to like commodities, right? You know, you you see the stock market, the Dow Jones stocks are traded back and forth between different uh, buyers and sellers every day. Well, there's there's a bond market too, and and mortgage bonds are sold on the secondary market. M- mortgages are traded on the secondary market, similar to stocks. So. If I originate a loan and we fund a loan, I can sell that loan off to whoever else and I could recoup the money so I can lend it out again. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So because if a bank had $4 billion in assets, once they lend $4 billion, they can't lend any money, right? Or wait 30 years until they recoup their money. Um, but if you sell those loans off, then you can, you know, keep, you know, uh, churning that essentially and, 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 you know, do it over and over and over again. And, and that's what, uh, just about all mortgage companies do. Ah, I would not have known that. Except for like the big banks, but this is why it's so hard because they're proprietary. They're 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 lending their own money, which they have a lot more restrictor guidelines, and they've got usually poorer rates, right, John? Mo- for the most part. Well, the the big banks will sell them off too. They just they retain the servicing rights, so you don't think that you, you ah. think that they own the loan because they're sending you their mortgage statement. But they don't own the loan. They they're just servicing the loan for a fee to whoever, whatever Wall Street entity wanted to buy it. Yep. Oh. Okay. Wow. Oh. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. Okay. Yeah. I was like, well, this might never change, but now I guess it could. Yeah. A lot of people think that they they started a loan with the big bank. Oh, it didn't sell. Uh, they didn't sell it. Well, they did. They just they just kept servicing the loan, and you so you think that they still own it, but but they don't. Because even a, a bank like Chase or Wells Fargo or the, the the banks that are too big to fail, eventually they're going to run out of money to lend unless they sell sell off those mortgages and free up capital, right? And so, so who are they selling those mortgages to? Like private yeah. investors or something? Or yeah, so aren't they just selling it to another bank, which is eventually going to be like, hey, I'm out of money too, right? Like, I guess it's just a pool of banks saying, ah, oh, you know, let's take some more loans in, and then. Other banks were like, okay, let's get some rid of some more loans. I guess it's just like a pool of just constantly rotating, I guess, in a sense. Yeah, well, the the, the two main buyers um, will be uh, people you may or may not have heard of, but the two government-sponsored entities like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, right? And then Jenny Mae will, you know, you know, can insure or purchase uh, government loans as well. Huh, okay. And And they will often group, they'll bundle these mortgages together in, in groups of, hundreds or thousands, and then they'll issue, issue bonds based on the performance of that bundle of mortgages. And so then they raise, they raise capital by issuing bonds, and then, and then they'll turn around and use that capital to go buy more mortgages. So it's just a yeah. never-ending cycle. No kidding. I would not have guessed that. All right. Yep. Okay. Hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make I sense, would, guys? Yeah, yeah, it does. Is that clear as mud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've all been a few times, right? <laughs> Lending can, uh, yeah, it's always a little. So, John, let me ask you this because you, you and I deal with this all the time. Why don't you just promise a really low rate to get everybody in the door? What what happens when you do that? Well, I think my pet peeve when dealing with any type of service industry, and it doesn't really matter, is the overpromise and underdeliver, right? And they tell you one thing, get you in the door, and then you realize, oh, it's this, 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 and this. And it, it doesn't really matter the the you know the service. Uh, you can go buy a cell phone, right? Oh, it's free, right? No, it's not. And then here's all the fine print. And and I found there's you know when the the economy was humming right along, you know, a couple of years ago, everything's great. And so a lot of people in my industry want to be salesmen first. And loan officer second, and 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 that just bugs me, right? I'm going to be a loan officer first, so you know sometimes you know I might rub people the wrong way because I tell them what what how it really is and what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. Right. And, uh, and I'll be honest, I've probably lost a couple of deals because I told somebody, hey, this is how it's going to work, and it's going to be just like this, and and somebody else will say, no, it's not like that. It's really easy, and da 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 da. And then they get down the road, you know, a week or two before closing, they're like, oh you don't have a loan and then they they wasted time and money and it, and it's it's frustrating yeah so huh yeah i mean you definitely got it. i think you got it. it's one thing it's like i i'd rather you be upfront with me at the beginning than and you know ultimately at that point let me make my own decisions but at least give me the facts i need and and, 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 and wipe your hands up at that point right um yeah, but Steve, you say that. Hold on, but you say that, right? And here's the issue. This is what John struggles with. 
This is what I struggle with. There's so many other voices out there that will say, oh, man, we're giving 4.5% rates right now. And you're like, whoa, then I'm going to go with these guys, right? And then John's trying to tell you, like, guys, I'm telling you that's not possible. But right. a lot of people are just like, well, then why would they spend all this money to market and advertise it if it's not possible? So I don't know if I believe you. Maybe you're just trying to get my business when I could go there and I could get a better rate because they get hung up once they go under contract. And right. that's what John and I do up front. And he knows this. I told my clients, hey, you know what? I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to hear and what you want to hear. And you need to get pre-approved, not pre-qualified. And the reason why lenders don't want to do all the work up front is because they think you're going to rate shop them. My guy is willing to do all the work up front. He's willing to look at your finances, look at get verification of employment, all of this before you even go under contract. So that way it's like a blank check with the underwriters. He, John's looked at it. He's pretty much got a stamp of approval from underwriter and says, Dude, they're pretty much good to go. At that point, it's much easier for me as a real estate agent to come in and negotiate some badass terms because I don't have to worry about a lender hanging about to dry in 14 days or 21 days, however realtors try to ask for on the third-party finance. <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and I tell these agents all the time, like, hey, when I've, I – because we got a, a shitload of listings, right? And I, I was telling like, hey, when I get the pre-approval, I'm like, hey, sorry – we're not giving you guys 21 days. We're going to give you a maximum of 10 days. In fact, I use the work on the lender that does it all up front. Did you guys do that? Well, yeah, they did it, but they still need, they need 14 days or they need 21 days. Well, then already, they already know that, no, they haven't done it. Or the realtor is just such an idiot. They don't know the process. And I know John's probably seen this many times too. They think, oh, well, no, my, my lender just said I need 21 days. So if you can't give us 21 days, we got to walk. And you're like, oh my gosh, you're an idiot. You have no idea well, what you're doing. Let them walk in. I mean, uh, oh yeah, my, yeah. My philosophy is the best lesson is a hard lesson learned. That's what my dad used to tell me. And that's what I tell my kids, man. You know. So okay, so you 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 made a good point, or you you said something earlier, John. Uh, you said that some people want to go into sales first and then loan, but you think it's the opposite. So, out of curiosity, what I mean at the Marines, I which I do want to get into here soon. Your times in the Marines, but. So, I mean, what, why, why'd you go straight? Did you go straight into lending first? And I mean, why, why lending? I mean, and how did you even know about that? Cause I, my first thought when I think I want to go into real estate is I want to be a real estate agent. I wouldn't think I'm going to go out there and be a lender. So, I mean, how did you get started with that? Well, when I finished uh, with the Marines, I went to school um, here in San Antonio and I, I wanted to be an options trader with, you know, derivative securities and stuff like that. And I know it sounds probably boring, but options always fascinated me. Um, and then I was, you know, talking with a Lehman Brothers who was still around at the time, and uh, they were showing me what what they could offer me in the mortgage banking world, and I I, I knew nothing of it. Um, they kind of shared with me like what the the starting income level would be as an options trader, and what the starting income would be in mortgage, and that's when that's back in like two thousand and four, right? And you know, two thousand three was real hot. The market's real hot, and there's doing all these loans with no income verification and no asset verification. So it was all it was all kinds of mess, and I didn't know what I was jumping into. Uh, but when they showed me, you know, what what kind of money I could probably make in in mortgages versus it, you know my first year versus uh, options, I'm just like, I'll try mortgages. Why not? Oh, yeah, why not? Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And so you know, what? I never knew that. So when you went to the Marines, what was your MLS going in? I was an 0331 machine gunner. Machine gun. <laughs> Damn, you went from machine gunner to sitting there and spreading that paper out. Look to, at that. To, to gunning out deals. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> gunning out deals. That mod deals, how, how right? Long, how, long, how long did you serve in the Marines? I did four uh, active and four reserve while I was in school. Okay. All right. Awesome, man. Where did you get a chance to uh, serve anywhere? Or obviously, I mean, you served in America, but like, did you go anywhere or? Yeah, my, well, my so right after uh, basic and in infantry school and machine gun school, my first duty station was Gitmo. I was one of those, uh, you know. Oh, no, that's a duty damn. Right there. Yeah. Fence line duty, like the old Code Red. No code shit. Yeah. <laughs> a clear presentation going on full force down there. <laughs> damn, that was not that. What was the damn movie? Be Good Moon. Be Good Moon. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yes. Oh, man. Code Red. Yes, Code Red. 
Crystal. Are you I'll, I'll, I'll never forget walking up to the, the barracks for the on the first day that I arrived in Gitmo to the barracks. It's a it's a two-story um, you know, uh, barracks. And I see a, another Marine be, literally they're sandwiching him between two mattresses and then they roll duct tape around the mattresses and they toss it off the second story uh, balcony. And uh, and then the platoon <laughs> sergeant walked with me up said, welcome to get in No shit. You know, I'm not going to argue with them. I believe that story because that sounds about right. The alley of what I know of Marines. Now, I don't will do some dumb shit, but, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> Marines are like, oh, hold my beer. You know, no, Billy, get over here. Hold my beer. You know? <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> they were doing that and nobody gave a shit. They were just like. You know why? Because those motherfuckers showed up the next day for work, ready to go, dude. Hammered, smelled like alcohol, but they were fucking ready, dude. That guy got you. Know, Marines, I, I'm not saying I don't have what it takes to cut out. I just don't have the energy, I don't think. You know, that's what it is, man. You you guys are fucking nuts. Um, I, I got to deploy with some of you guys in Iraq, and it, it was hot dog. Uh, yeah. That's a story for another day. Uh, but yeah, you Marines are fucking nuts. I can tell you that. So, um, <laughs> So, yeah, okay, so Machine Gunner, okay, so you did your four years Gitmo, man, that's crazy, too. You know what's crazy about Gitmo is that, you know, the, the U.S. is like, oh, you know, we got, we got our, you know, Gitmo's a pretty serious place, you know, our war crime criminals are down there and stuff like that, and we keep them there for a specific reason, right, because there are certain laws that we have in America that we don't have to, you know, worry about there, but what's crazy is that we are not allowed to travel there as a civilian or in the military for leisure, uh-huh. Sin is there for work, though. It's just like, you know, it's like one of those things. It's like, oh, that makes no sense. Okay. Because um, I'd love to go to Cuba, man. I think it'd be badass. You know, um, I've heard good things about it. Not Gitmo in particular, but just Cuba in general. So, <laughs> so Gitmo's, Gitmo's not a lot of fun. And we were down, when we were down there, we had landmines on both sides of the fence. And I think they, they started pulling them, the landmines out on our side. Um when I was down there because they were deemed inhumane and the Cubans were actually putting more in. It was kind of funny. Wow. Really? I thought we were cool with the Cubans. Like if we have a base there, why would the Cubans be doing that? We we've leased it from them. We took it pretty much by force and we leased it from Castro. Well, uh, you know, uh, and he never cashed one of the checks from what I'm told now. I, I haven't verified that, but we were told that, that we, we paid him money to lease that land from him. And he he never he never cashed any of the checks. Hmm. That's my understanding is that we just pay him a buttload of money. But yeah, as a in the military, you're not allowed to travel there. And I think there's a travel advisor, but they're telling you if you're even if you're civilian, not to travel there. Like flights are restricted and everything like that. So strategically, it's a it's a great location because you can bring prisoners there and not have them set foot on American soil and be maybe subject to you know U.S. laws or something like that. So it, it's a it's a great location. Dang. Wow. So I know your mom, love your mom. So was she scared that you were like, mom, I'm going to the Marine Corps. Was she nervous? I think she was, but she didn't, she didn't act like it. So when I, when I finished my junior year in high school in the summer, when I turned 18, I entered the, the delayed enlistment program in the Marine Corps. And so I literally came home you know, my birthday and said, mom, guess what? I just joined the Marines. Uh, no shit. <laughs> oh, your poor mother. <laughs> you just show you. Like, here, mom, I'm going later. And she's like, well, what, what are you going to do? I said, no, I wanted infantry. <laughs> wow. And you were a Hollywood Marine too, right? Because you're from here. I was a Hollywood Marine. Got it. Got it. Damn. So do you, do you think you guys have it better than the Paris Island Marines? Yes and no. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because we, yeah. you know, you're, you're in orange County, you know, our base was uh, my part of the base was, you know, far north and you exit out in orange County. So you can go to Laguna beach, Newport beach. You have all those cool places right there. Um, we don't have to deal with sand fleas. We don't have to deal with all of that. Uh, but we do have a lot of uh, mountains to hike up and down that the South Carolina Marines didn't have to deal with the parasite. Ah, okay. Huh. Good to know. Mountains to hike up and down versus beautiful weather, beautiful scenery. Ah, so, John, I don't know, bro. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. 
I walked right past the Marines. They're like, hey, man. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm over here to talk to these Army guys. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I, Damn. I, I have an uncle, rest in peace, that has passed away that was a Marines, and he was just a straight, he was an asshole. So <laughs> if, <laughs> if I learned anything from him, the only thing I learned from him before he passed was not to join the Marines. So, But fun fact about the Marines, so they're actually, well, and the, well, now with the, um, with the, the U.S. Space Force, but believe it or not, so, they, you know, they say, it's the Department of the Army, Department of the Air Force, and Department of the Navy. And Marines and the Space Force now are the only two non-fully departmented department or uh, defense yeah, agencies. Defense. You know, because the Marines are attached to, you know, Navy and Air Force, or the, the uh, Space Force attached to the Air Force. So, um, which I did oh. not know until I joined the Army that that was a thing. I always thought, you know, what? not that I, I didn't know in the sense that I just didn't know that the they weren't a department of the Marines, right? There's just United States Marines, which is attached to. Um, so in your aspect, you know, coming up to the Marines, before we get back to the, the real estate, you know, coming up to the Marines, um, I, I've deployed Marines. I've seen the Navy. i got a lot of good friends. I just came from um, Chicago, where just, um, you know, the, the entry port for all that Navy. So I've got a little bit of both sides. It seems like, for the most part, that even the, the Navy is like, oh, fucking Marines, you know? Because, like, <laughs> so do you feel like you got that when Because, obviously, you know, they, I, hear, I always hear the jokes when I was at the Navy base, because I just came from a Navy base as an Army guy. And like, oh, you know, here's more Marines just hitching a ride with us, you know, and giving them shit, you know? Because oh. you know, they're like, we can't go any, You can't go anywhere without us. So, I mean, I know that me and you will talk shit all day. But, ultimately, if you put me and you in a bar against a bunch of civilians talking shit, like, we got to show this back, but we like to talk some smack, right? But I mean, how was your how was your relationship coming up with the with the, the navy or not with the navy? Or what are your thoughts on that in general? It's pretty good. I mean, I you know I was on ship several times, so uh, we kind of stay out of their way, and they kind of stay out of and and uh, they they certainly stay out of our way. Um, <laughs> uh, so, except <laughs> except when we had to do our uh, our shell back uh, deal, where which is um, you have to go through almost like a. A whole day of hazing if you if you're in a u.s naval vessel and you sail below the equator you know and you oh. once you complete this uh course as they call it or i don't lack of a better word course basically walking on your hands and knees having to do all kinds of you know degrading stuff all day <laughs> um <laughs> you become a, a shellback and so uh but other than that the they were always you know the navy was you know they're pretty cool, and they never really bothered us, and, and we didn't really bother them. We didn't have much to do on ship, and except for run the flight deck when there was no flight operations, or you know lift weights, and we played a lot of spades. Yeah, ah, really, Clean dude. Button. We should be playing spades. Damn it, I'm good at that. So, like, so, from my understanding, the best way to put it is like the Marines are the armed forces branch of the Navy because the Navy doesn't really have any right. So that's why they had y'all on the ships. Is it? Is that is that, is that true to state statement? You think? I think that the the Marine Corps is actually, and I gotta look this up, but the the Marine Corps was created before the Navy. Yes, it, it was. It was one hundred percent. Yes, it was. The Marines were definitely around before that. I just saying in general, though, like yes, that that's one hundred percent true statement. Um, so, so the the Marines were to because the U.S. didn't levy taxes on people. Imagine that, right? They oh, actually, geez. They, they they funded the government by trading with other countries instead of levying taxes on the citizens. Um, that's a subject for another time. But wow, yeah, I'm just kidding. Those, those ships would get attacked by pirates, and so they needed they needed guys who were kind of rough and tough and to defend the ships because back then the ships would pull alongside each other um, after they kind of shot each other with cannons and stuff, and then they would board. You know, guys would board another ship, and they would. You know, you can kill the other guys and so you need guys to defend ships and that's how the the they needed a group of tough guys and that's how the marine corps was born oh yep i did not know that so here's one question i got because steve oh you and i've never talked about this so i do know a lot more of the marines because i got two nephews in marines right and uh, two nephews in air force nobody that's army so marines have devil dogs uh leathernecks right and then uh what's another one and the raiders What'd you just say? What what, what what are you talking about in general? Well, the the, uh, the nicknames, right? Oh, oh, never mind. I'm talking. Never mind. I'm, I'm thinking like units and ships. So, Devil Dogs, Leathernecks, and then uh, there's another one. Um, John, do you know this? Gosh, there's one other one. What does the army have though? That's what I'm saying. What, what do you call something in the army? Like jarheads. Does... Uh... Yeah, jarheads. No, jarheads is Marines. The though. Marines. That's what I said. They had three. Yeah. Jarheads. I should have remembered that one. 
But what are the RB guys? What, what, what do you guys get called? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Guys, they call him to save everybody else. I don't know. I mean, I... <laughs> the guys get the new equipment, the brand new equipment all the time. Uh, you know, honestly, that's the, that's the least of our worries too. Because yeah, we do not get the nice because we got the biggest force. So like, our funding goes to people. It seems like so. Um, I you know that's a good question. I don't. Yeah, because uh, army doesn't have anything. What does the navy have? I mean, you call them seamen. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you call them seamen. All right, <laughs> sailors, right? But I, I yeah, I, I'm just. Air Force, you got. So one thing I do know is like a lot of times they're like, oh, you know, thank you to all these soldiers. And sometimes at events, they're like, they, they they use the word soldier and then they're talking about all the military branches. And that's really, that is an army term, is the soldier, right? You know, we, not, we, get, we get mad if they refer to us as soldiers. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that is one thing, you know, like I was at the Ravens game a couple of weeks ago and they, they're like, oh, thank you to all the soldiers here today. And it's like Navy, Army, Marines. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, hold on. I was like, uh, just Army guys. Everybody else got a different name, but yes. So soldiers, um, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But yeah, that's I was just curious. I had to ask that. All right. So let's go back to the, the lending side because, John, anything you want to talk about specifically about right now with the rates? Because we've seen some crazy shit. The Fed just met again. But again, they didn't definitively say they were going to do anything. Right? So in this market and this time, what do you recommend for somebody to really – look out for and would you say it's now best the best time for the rates to be the best or do you think they're going to go down even further what's your thoughts uh my thought is pretty has been pretty consistent uh my time in in this business is the the best time to buy a house was is yesterday and the uh, <laughs> best time to buy a house is is now it's now yeah. um I can't tell you how many times I heard last year when rates were in the sevens and, and approaching eights. It's like, well, I'm just going to wait until the, the rates come down. Well, that's great. Let's say they come down. What's going to happen to the value of that house? It's going to shoot up because now there's going to be more demand. If you buy the house now, suck it up for a little bit. If rates do drop, you can refinance at that lower rate um, and, and lower your payment instead of you know waiting for the house price to uh, possibly go up if interest rates go down. So yeah. we, we saw in 2000, uh, 2000 and 2001 when rates were incredibly low. I mean, I'm talking like in the high twos and low threes. Ever see that again? We're, we're not going to see that again, but it was so difficult for somebody to buy a house because everybody was buying real estate. People were, you could go to a house and you could, you'd have to sometimes put $50,000 over the list price just to get your offer, you know, entertained, which is, wow. which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and a lot of first time home buyers, they don't have that kind of money because you can't just in, in lending, you can't just say, I'm going to put 50,000. You have to put that in addition. You can't borrow that amount. Right. And LJ. Yeah. LJ, there you go. I want you, cause I know you haven't said anything. Do you know why he's saying that you have to put 50,000 over asking price? Like even, even if you're going to get a loan, do you realize why they're doing that? Competition, everybody else trying to get the house, right? Well, yeah, but also because the appraisals. See, if you're getting a loan, the appraisal will only give you what the appraiser looks at. You have to be able to get over that. Like you have to say, hey, I don't care what the appraisal is coming at. I'm paying 50 grand over the appraisal. That's what people were doing. But I thought like the banks are like, oh, hold on, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna finance this because you're paying too much. No, no. So, so the way the way it works in lending is, let's say you have a first time home buyer, you know, generally the or not a first time home buyer. Let's just take your average, yeah. buyer, your average regular buyer on a conventional loan. What's a the, the minimum down payment usually is about five percent, unless you're a first time home buyer. But let's say five percent. And on a $400,000 loan, that's $20,000. So the lender doesn't care if you pay more than the $400,000 for it, but you're going to pay that $20,000 plus whatever you want to pay above, over and above that $400,000. So if, right. that, if, that, if you're going $50,000 over that list price or the appraised value, you got to pay that $50,000 plus your $20,000, which is a down payment. And so a lot of people just didn't have that that extra capital to be able to to plop down, um, especially you know younger buyers or first time home buyers. Yep. Hmm. Bogs kind of, kind of brought it up, and I didn't hear an answer yet. But what are rates averaging at right now? January 
wasn't the greatest. We thought, you know, everybody was looking for, you know, the magic Fed to kind of, kind of help rates come down in January. And we haven't really seen that. So depending on your credit, uh, loan program, et cetera, you're probably going to be somewhere in the mid to upper sixes right now. But John, I've closed clients at 5.75, but you have to buy that down a little bit, but that's still possible. Yeah. I think I was low fives when I bought mine a couple in 2018. It's like we're 2016. It's like three, four years ago when I refinanced. I'm at 2.375 right now. I know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Those so, days. So, good. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, you live in Military City, USA. So, um, and I like to think that we have a lot of military. I like to think that we have a lot of military follow us. So, um, so one thing that I know is a, bis- a big misconception that like even when we we used the VA loan when we bought our first house and we only bought one house, but then um, we moved since then and we've been in the north, so we haven't bought again. But I know that we did, we used the VA loan, but we still put quite a bit down. So I know that's one misconception is like, you know, I try to tell my soldiers these days is like, oh, yes, you had the VA loan, but don't just go on the empty handed. So I guess from your aspect of being a loan officer, what are some things if you would tell some of our are younger enlisted or officers, whatever it may be, uh, about the VA loan? And then, like, what are some good practices to have? The VA loan, hands down, is one of the best loan programs out there if you're eligible, right? If you serve enough time um, uh, active duty, uh, you're eligible. Um, if you serve enough time in the reserves, you're, you're eligible. Um, but it, it's a program that allows for no no down payment no and no PMI. And usually... PMI meaning... Hurts my work. Private mortgage insurance. Yeah, sorry. Okay. And what is that? I'm sorry. So I, I I bought a house before. What is that though? Like so, like uh, how much is that usually? Two, so three, it, it depends. So like let let's say a conventional loan. Um, if you don't put twenty percent down, you're required to, or if you have a loan that exceeds eighty percent of the value of the property, by law you're required to have mortgage insurance. And what that insurance is, you're basically paying money to the bank, ensuring that you're not going to default on the loan. Oh, uh, okay. So PM. Yeah. Okay. So keep on going. I have to pass that. Sorry. I just I educate the listeners. So, so yeah. it's, a, it, it's an extra cost, you know, if you don't put 20% down. But the, the VA come in and said, no, these veterans have, have served their time. They 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 serve their country and we're going to help them. And we're essentially going to act as their co-signer by guaranteeing this loan. Um, and they don't have to put a down payment and they don't have to pay PMI. Um one of the things I do hear a lot from veterans is, well, I don't have to, you know, they think they can walk in and buy a house and not have anything out of pocket. And and right. that's a common misconception because there's still closing costs. There's still, we still have to get an appraisal. There's still fees associated with buying real estate, such as title fees and, and you know, surveys and, and a couple other things. And so those, those fees do have to be paid at closing. Right. Regardless who pays it, it can be the the buyer, it can be the seller um or a combination of both but th- those those do have to be paid at closing so it's not a zero out of pocket loan it's it's a zero down payment loan but but john i've done this if i have john already take care of all their financials and tell me hey bro i got their back they're good up to four hundred fifty thousand. then i use that ability to negotiate down the price which then in turn, then when the appraisal comes in and it's way over the sales price, then I tell my clients, hey, do you need closing costs back? Then I bump up the sales price to roll in the closing costs. And we've been able to do that. So a couple of our last clients we just closed have very little to no closing costs out of pocket. In fact, one client even got money back. So it is possible, but you have to know what you're doing on the they real estate side too. got money back? Wow. Yep. They were buyers? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, like if I have a, if, if Bog sends me a, a VA client and he's looking in the 400 price point, I'll tell Boggs, say, Hey, look, Hey dude, that closing cost is going to be, be around, I don't know, 10, $11,000. So if you want to make your offer and uh, it, use that to influence what you're going to offer and then ask for closing costs from the, from the seller. Yeah, then essentially the 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 veteran can uh, get into a house with with very little to no money down, or out of pocket, and sometimes get money back up to whatever they put into the deal. They can't earnest get paid money. To buy, they cannot get yeah. paid to buy a house, but if, if they put money as earnest money, they put money into the deal to get it started. They can get it back. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yep. 
Well, it's good to know. Yeah. So that's what I was saying. Like, yeah. So, but even still, though, it's like you. you I think one. I think you you you, you hit it on the hand in the sense that you said that. Hey, look, they, you still have to pay something. So it's not like, oh yeah, I don't have to pay anything out of pocket. That's not true. And then two, I think overall, it's still smart for them to put something down, right? I mean, I mean, I know we did, but obviously you have the VA loan, but like, so like we used ours, but like right now we're saving because next time, you know, I got seven years, six years left, seven years, almost six years up to I retire. And so right now we're saving because I want to use a VA loan, but I want to put a big chunk of it down up to 26% if I can. That way, you know, I have, I can get a much nicer house. So, you know, um, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah. So, I mean, it's, I'm glad you brought that up. I don't know where I was going with that well, statement. Well, think, think about this too, when you're, when you're making that decision, when, when the time comes and, and I've, and I've had conversations with many uh, um, veterans and, and clients in general, they want to put a lot more money down. And let's say if interest rates are, you know, 4% and I'm just making that up. Yeah. If your IRA or investments, your, you know, is making eight, nine, 10% annually, well, then it doesn't make sense to put a bunch of money down on a mortgage at 4% when you can keep that money invested in the market, making greater than what you're paying. So oh, if yeah, you can borrow course. money at less than what you're earning, the, the question should be, how much money can I borrow? So oh, yeah, that's, there you go. That's a good way to put it. I never thought about it like that. And, yeah. Well, and the other thing, and John and I talk about this all the time because this is what John does. And that's what I tell my clients to do. And I do it too, but John can see a lot more than I could do. I tell my clients at the end of the day, when you're trying to be focused on a month of payment, they're like, oh, well, if I put five more percent down, you know, what does that lower my payment to? Well, with the rates right now, let's say mid sixes, it doesn't lower it very much. So you're like, okay, you're paying $15,000 to lower your month of payment by $30 a month. Is it really worth it for you to do it versus just keep that and then put it more into the house, do renovations, stuff like that. So you you can't just always look at rates by itself because, and John will laugh at this too because I have clients all the time like whatever lenders give me the best rate and I'm like dude anybody can give you the best rate but what they're not telling you is how much points you're paying to get that rate and you don't find that out till later and then you're like wait a second I got thirty thousand dollars of closing costs why am I getting this well because you wanted that rate we got to bill you for that closing cost right. So, or bill you for the rate. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. That points thing threw me off when I we bought our house. I was like, what? So, yeah. So, that's what we did our bunch of shopping around. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah. So, no, but I'm glad you came on, John. Anything else you want to say lending wise or anything else you want to throw out there? Any good nuggets you can give us? Would you say right now is a, is a buyer or a seller's market right now? Well, I can really speak to San Antonio because that's my home. That's what I mean. Um, but I would say it's getting pretty neutral. I, you know, Boggs might be have a, a yeah. better barometer on that, but you, we're seeing inventory creep up. So generally, the the rule is you have six months supply is about a is a, a neutral market, and I think we're right around four and a half, maybe five months supply. It used to be down to like the supply was measured in in days and weeks, and, and wow, now we've got more supply that's hitting been hitting the market. Things really slowed down uh, last year um, a lot because interest rates crept up. Everybody yeah. who had a house refinanced when it was two percent or two and a half, you know, two point eight percent, and that put a halt on people wanting to move in two thousand twenty three. Nobody wants to move. It did. Yep. When the when you're when you're paying, let's say. $3,000 a month in a mortgage, you'd literally have to downsize considerably in a house and have a higher monthly payment. So people are like, I'm not moving. They'd rather take their equity and build a swimming pool or make their, you know, take a, a home equity loan and make their house, you know, pimp it out a little bit more right. instead of move. So it, it stopped a lot, of, a lot of the future uh, market activity um, in 2023. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. So LJ has been quiet. Out Pro Bowl candidate yeah. over there. Pro Bowl, yeah. No, he yeah, been quiet tonight. I know. He, he worked at Great Charge ship last night. That's why I'm, I'm taking it all in, and I'm, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like to interrupt, but I had that one question about where rates are at right now because I'm, I'm always curious. He's thinking about selling his house and getting him a barn that, minium. That's why he. Yeah, I know. He <laughs> with, with, with the breaking the law guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nothing. It's all good. That. The, the, there's a lot of people out there who will tell you what you want to hear as far as rates. And like Josh said, once you get under contract, the clock starts ticking because generally you have 
let's say 30, 45 days to close on that purchase that you legally obligated to, uh, that you agreed to close on that purchase. And you get to a week out and you find out that the terms weren't exactly what, how you thought they might be, it's too late. You can back out of the contract and risk litigation and you lose your earnest money and option fee and appraisal fee and all the any any money that you put up front. And so most people just have to suck it up and 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 go forward with the purchase. Yep. And I just I don't like that about some people in our industry that do that. So I like to tell people, hey, up front, this is what it's going to be. And the guys that happened to me, and this happened before the right of so John, what did the rule of disclosure, the three-day disclosure rule come in? When how what year was that? Do you remember? Mm, that was probably 2014. Okay. Because it was definitely after the crash. 2014. So yeah. what we're talking about is lenders now have to disclose all the points, all the interest rates, everything about that loan and the costs of everything three days before they go to closing, before the buyer goes to closing, and they have to sign off on it. If the buyer doesn't agree with it, we can't close, and then... So they have to get at least three days notice. I know my first house I bought, I was way over promised. I mean, this is back in 2004. When I, yeah, 2004 when I first bought. Just missed it. And, well, <laughs> well, I mean, dude, the lender like really fucked me bad because he was doing an 80-20 loan, which is basically a two loan. So I got first and a second. And he was like, oh, dude, on the first, you're like four and a half. And the second, I was like maybe six. So my month of payment is going to be nothing. And they're right before closing. I'm sitting there and he's like, oh, well, things came up. And I ended up getting a nine and a half percent on my second and a six and a half on my first. Ooh. And it was the day of closing. And I was like, this isn't what we talked about. He's like, sorry, dude, you got to <laughs> do it. Otherwise, you lose the house. And I had no choice. So I remember that. That really stung me pretty hard. So anyway. So you referred all your clients to him. Really cool, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly not because you're getting my clients now. So yeah. Right. But <laughs> um, no, I appreciate you guys giving us uh the time to talk about lending and stuff like this. This is what John and I are passionate on. We're also passionate about building real estate uh wealth together. We've bought several properties together, we've fixed them up, rented them out, then flipped them. We even have seller finance together. Um, and so we're passionate about building real estate. So we always want to tell everybody, if you're ever serious about trying to build wealth in real estate, um, let us know because we, we, we are walking the walk, you know? So anyway. Uh, yeah, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you guys have to add on that? Well, Steve? no, just, uh, Christy oh, McCarter yeah. just joined. I don't know who that is, but. No shit. Christy got in there. Christy McCarter is watching Dude, right now, guys. That's so my girl. That's one of our well, friends in the neighborhood. Hello, Christy. Uh, Good to have you. But you no, know, I got Christy, nothing else. Hey, tell me out. I got to say this because Christy's on here and I got four dudes on here. I got to say this. All right. So we're, all of us neighbors are super close. Christy's on there. Christy, good to see you. So we all, Christy, by the way, get. Tell your husband, Eric, get a golf cart, damn it. So we oh, all got gosh. a golf cart and we, we we had to go to a different place to eat today. So we actually cruised and found another way to get to this golf cart, right? So we had a good time doing it. But one of our neighbors, her, Gabby, she said on the 14th of this month is Valentine's Day. She wanted to know from us, what is your opinion of Valentine's Day? What do you do? Do you celebrate it? Do you go all out? Right, I forgot about that. Well, I got to know because yeah, I already have my thoughts week. on it. Yeah. LJ, so, what do you do for Valentine's LJ, I got to yeah, hear yeah, LJ, yeah. be quiet. All right. It's my anniversary, so you can imagine what I do. And I'm going on vacation next week. So there's your answer. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Smart man. Okay. So he goes <laughs> over the top. Yeah. Yes. Wait, did you plan your anniversary? Did you plan your wedding on Valentine's Day? No. So uh, let's see. I proposed on 4th of July found out I got her pregnant in August and nope. then he was due in April and we're kind of just still kind of going through the most of being engaged it's for a month like it's free downtown at the JOP so <laughs> we got we got my best friend and his wife and said hey we're going downtown and get hitched and nice. uh, yeah I, I I roped into that and every year it's we're gonna finally have a real wedding I'm just like yeah sure we are yeah, oh, <laughs> damn it. I didn't know you guys got married to JP because I remember you guys tried to do a real wedding. Yeah. And then something happened again. Yeah, I, I talked her out of it again. No. <laughs> You're going to be on a ship. Have the captain marry you. Do a ceremony on the boat. 
she really wants to have her grandfather walk her down the aisle. And I don't blame her for that, but I don't know if I'll ever give it to her. Damn. I'm like, hey, hey, just just like just like uh, John, his lending, he's straight up. He's honest at the front. So <laughs> that's right. I appreciate your honesty. Uh, so All I right, can see just to, to, to cut it out quick. Um, no, we're not big on Valentine's. I'll get a, I'll get a small present or something like that. But we're not big on Valentine's. My wife likes her anniversary. So um, uh, Valentine's is more like, hey, happy Valentine's. Let's take you to dinner and uh, give her a good. So give you, her, you go give to her, dinner. Give her some good pipe, and then that's, I've done my duty for the day. So, um, <laughs> no, we, my wife, luckily, is not big on Valentine's. So, yeah. But you just said you take her to dinner. So you do take her to dinner for Valentine's Day? For the most part, yeah. But now that we have kids, though, it's like, man, I mean, I'll cook her a nice steak at the house and uh, wash the kids for the night for the most part. Like, um, I wouldn't say that we're very big on, like, celebrating Valentine's. Okay. Uh, yes, I so, do. If we, have, if we have the means, yes, I will take her to dinner. Okay. Uh, and okay. Jacob said... Plural anniversaries. Yes, he did say that. Yeah, their their couple doesn't do just one. So yeah, Jill do... celebrates a lot of anniversaries. She likes those. Uh, oh my God! Today's the first day we had ice cream together. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> sure thing, baby. You know, this is the first day I gave you handy in the back of the car uh, today. <laughs> we so John, uh, John heard. What about you, bro? What do you guys? You and Dorma celebrate. We used to more than we have lately. Um, I mean, nowadays to get a reservation at a restaurant, oh my gosh, you have to book like four months in advance. Um, and so I'm kind of with Jacob on this. I'm like, hey, I'll cook you a nice steak at the house. I can cook it as good as any steakhouse can. And and uh-huh. uh, let's let's just hang out and you know maybe get a small gift for each other, and that's about it. You know, we're not okay. nothing extravagant. Um, my wife's big on anniversaries too. And uh, in May, I kind of get screwed because I have to celebrate anniversary, Mexican Mother's Day, Mother's Day, and her <laughs> birthday with, within a 30-day window. Oh, it, man. It's, I'm like, that wipes me out for the year. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. Dude, then they say, no, John's on vacation the whole month of, the whole month of May. Right. <laughs> He's like, I'm doing this. I'm buying shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to go on the record and all the women are going to hate me. Valentine's Day is fucking bullshit. That's all I gotta say. It's made up. It's it's a retailer's holiday. It was only created so that you would be dumb enough to spend all your money to make your your wife feel good, or your girlfriend. Because I always watch at HEB those dumb shits that are like going to buy shitloads of flowers, spend hundred dollars for that day. When the very next day after Valentine's Day, they could get the same amount of flowers for like. 25% of that cost. And I always told my wife, we're not celebrating a damn thing on Valentine's Day. I'm going to wait till the after the Valentine's Day is over for the sales. I'll buy you shit for half off. And then you can, uh, you and I can celebrate, right? So this guy looking for a bargain all the time. Man. I, 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 I'm telling you right now, like, I, I just hate Valentine's Day to pass the Spurs tickets. Oh. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> or, uh, or, or, or next subject, please. Parts. <laughs> hey, I got a damn good deal, by the way. My boy, yeah, you did. we had a hell of a deal. Courtside seats. If y'all haven't done it before, I guarantee you, y'all need to do it. Best that was one of the best experiences ever. Anyway, I digress. I know we got to get going. Um, guys, we have an ending of it. LJ, you've been so quiet tonight. We hope you bring the thunder. Your name is brother. Bring Come it. on, bring it. Bring it tonight. What, what do we got? Okay, so I just always quick and sweet, but I got three jokes tonight because I'll go one what's not dirty, and then I got I got uh, talked into having dirty jokes. So my first non-dirty, and I hope this stings for a couple of you. What do you call fifty-three millionaires around a TV watching the Super Bowl? What do you call fifty-three millionaires around a TV watching the Super Bowl? Okay, Damn. there's. NFL team has a 53 man roster. So there you go. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. losers, uh, losers, 53 man wannabes, or yeah, losers, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, uh, <laughs> <there> <laughs> <go>. <laughs> I'm the only non Texan around here. So there we go. That's out there. good. Yeah. All right. So, dirty jokes. And we got two of them. One was submitted by Mr. Boggs. Oh, God. And, and here we go. So, oh. Mr. Boggs is. I went to a paraplegic strip club last night. The place was crawling with pussy. 
Oh my gosh, oh, that is wrong. Dude. Come That's on, man. It's good, man. Oh, this, this, right, the man so. this is the man you do business with, John. I don't know. You might. Josh gonna hit you up with a letter tomorrow. Bro, why'd, you order. To, why'd you have to say it was mine? You could have just said it. I mean, no, that, no. that was just gross, bro. Just gross. Right. So he wants, he wants the fans one. to know. Gosh, Here we go. No what is the best thing about finger banging a gypsy? <laughs> God, you know what? You told me this joke. I know I you did say now. it on Marco. Now yeah. I remember that, but oh. Something about you won't see her next week or something? You can get your palm read for free. Oh, <laughs> God damn <laughs> Oh, yeah. man. And with those three jokes, oh. thanks for joining us. For this always here, bros. Beers. And cheers. Live it up. Level it up every day, my friends. Stay positive. And from all of us here at Three Men and Baby Mike, celebrate every day.